another episode of Beyond the Bleachers. Uh, I'd like to welcome my, uh, you to the show. Episode 2 of our revamped podcast and our Lost Dance uh, review. Um, I'm Tendo Bossa and I'm joined with uh, Moses Waldo. Uh, I'm clearly recording this after the fact. So uh, you're going to hear a whole bunch of cool stuff that we're going to talk about today. Everything from... Uh, Episode 5 and 6 of The Lost Dance, uh, uh, the ESPN special with Michael Jordan and the 98 Bulls, um, a bit of NFL uh, stuff, and as well as a few things happening in um, the Champions League, UEFA, and uh, European soccer itself. But it's a great podcast. Indulge, enjoy. Don't forget to like and subscribe at the end of the podcast. Leave a comment if you're using Apple podcasts and don't forget to subscribe if you're using spotify and anything else and enjoy a lot longer and been performing at that level and i don't think jerry jones um number one believes that he can recover and number two can reach that height again so i think that's why dalton has but dalton can also be considered someone to just spire you know Get the competition going. Maybe this will this will heat Dak Prescott up. Um, it's one thing when you have a competition yeah. and want that. It's another thing when your star quarterback is not signed, but yet you sign yeah. a, I think, yeah. past his prime, Andy Dalton, yeah. ahead of the man who's, su- who's supposedly Disres- it's disrespectful. your franchise quarterback. I would, 100%. Disrespectful. I agree with I that. I don't agree with that. At no, all, and I'm just thinking no. it's crazy. I would, I could, I would say to to that point that like, um, in the front, the front office, and Jerry Jones, man, listen, I, 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 I firmly believe that just because you've done it two or three times does not mean you know how to do it year over year. And Jerry, you know, the family has produced quite a, a few champions. You know, I the Dallas appreciates what he's been able to do with that team over the years but i think his involvement and and even this tact itself because it has his name written all over it he's so involved in the team i'm i can guarantee you his this is like a g check to to dak right because think about it dak dak and and jerry have been at at each other's neck over this contract since even before corona hit We've been talking about this storyline for for months now, you know. What does he deserve compared to other QBs? And he's been watching other QBs cash in. They've all been Teddy Bridgewater signing. They've everyone's been signing mad money. You're looking at Dak and you're thinking, I mean, he's top five. I I think he had before all this was over. Like his, you know, I've, I don't even look at it, but like apparently his QBR ratings and things like that. Like man was top top. You know, in terms of in terms of his position, he he was still a contender. He's still one of the most efficient QBs out there right now, and he is. And yeah, he does not have a contract right now. And uh, I think Jerry decided he wanted to move in and and G check, because uh, I think he felt like he was being run 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 out of town a little bit. You know, because uh, what's his face? Um, our uh, the the. Uh, running running back um, out here ran through their their bank account and uh, wiped these bad boys out. I don't think Dallas really wants to be spending this much money. Um, 
on a QB when they've just bought out, you know, two or three big players. And I think Dalton's even a cheaper player for them. And I think they they might hope that come, you know, whatever sort of spring training they're going to be getting into, that they might reassess and see really how competitive is Dak now that he has something, some guy breathing down his neck, right? Um, that could be his best case scenario. Or they could just be wetting to ship him out. But I, I mean, that, you know, Jerry, I don't know. I don't understand you at that point. I really don't. This, I don't. I don't think he's uh, he's given it much thought, but this has definitely got his name written all over it. Eh, it's crazy. Well, uh, wait a minute. The reports that because uh, if he if he signs a uh, franchise tag, he'll be earning thirty one point four million dollars. Yeah, he was going to be. I think you see this would make him like what in the top four or five. Because because you need yeah it has to be within like the top five like within that contract yeah. right it would put you in that that's what a franchise tag would yeah. do and it's for one season yeah so the guy's earning thirty some million yeah that's up from twenty six point nine million at the beginning ridiculous. of the free agency period ridiculous and I that's you can't leave that money on the table you cannot leave that money on the table you know no but if you ball out. And you go into actual free agency once again. Yes. Maybe, you know, Dak, in his case, he holds the cards and says, you know what? I'm sure there's other teams that want a franchise quarterback if you don't want me, Jerry. Listen, I got no problem I with mean, that. I mean, Carolina, you know, might be look, itching for one. You know, he's a Southern boy, too. That could be a good slot because Cam, you know, rip, rip to Cam's body because I, I could see him. I, I, I could see him being in Texas. You think but so? Not with Dallas. No. Houston. You think he? You think he could be with the Texans? Well, if you look at what's happened with uh, with Deshaun, like he, he doesn't have his boy and he doesn't have Hopkins there. You see what they've been doing. He's not. He doesn't have the greatest relationship with his head coach. Maybe in a, a, you a know trade? a calendar year span, we see we can either see a trade. We might even see you know uh, him head out now, to yeah whatever else what do you, whatever teams available. What, what do you? What I'm I'm what I have no local knowledge on on rivalry in texas but is there a big rivalry i would imagine that houston texas wouldn't like a deal like this to really i mean a a franchise exchange nobody liked the deal what they did they got nothing for uh hopkins really he took a bad contract in a running back there from arizona so i don't know what the hell's going on i'm not saying houston fans would love it or care they're like Whoever helps our football team. Yeah. I'm just thinking the relationship <laughs> We're losing between anyway, head coach guys. and quarterback is not good. Yeah, when you lose it, that's not good. And especially with J.J. Watt and his immense talent yeah. on the defensive side, yeah. and he's seeing what gives. You trade away a great offensive weapon. You know, there's a lot of things that we need help here. So I'm interested to see how that relationship unravels in Houston. For sure. And, and seeing that, uh, you know, Watson go somewhere speaking else. Of, I, I really do. I think of, he's not going to be there. Speaking of JJ, did you see uh, him and his, uh, was his ex-wife or his ex-girlfriend or something? Demanded a uh, $5 million house, money towards building a $5 million house. And uh, JJ Watt decided to ice her out. So she's suing, well, she's suing him. And he said, uh, yeah, no. I was just like, this guy, defense on and off the field. Look at this guy. Look at him. 
Look at you, fam. Yeah. You can't get him. Yeah, I didn't see you rushing the quarterback. <laughs> I didn't see you playing no, no, playing no. with multiple injuries and a, what it's was fine. a potential season-ending yeah. injury and still came back for the playoffs. Yeah, like, I didn't think you helped with any of that process. So yeah. it's like MJ when his wife divorced him, Ooh. right? That's my thing. Ooh. Remember when that happened? Everyone's and that there's that line by Rick Ross, you know, he's talking about shooting in the gym. Yeah, you weren't you with me. Yeah. Shooting in yeah, the you gym. weren't with me shooting in the gym. That's exactly what's this point. I'm like, I, I didn't see the wife, you know, tireless tireless tirelessly <laughs> putting up get shots. that out of the way. Yeah, hitting, working the weights, you know, working running the sprints. Pretty much me trying to get that word out. Oh, yeah. Tirelessly. <laughs> tirelessly is it. The amount of effort either. that took. <laughs> Yeah, that took that right there. That explains it right there. No, of course. No, one hundred percent. I, but you have this is, you know, this is and not saying and not to degrade. I just find it funny. Yeah. It's like same thing with Jeff Bezos's wife yeah. in Amazon. Yeah, you know, nah, she's she the most. Here. She's the most richest woman in the world. <laughs> she's out here. Because yeah, she divorced yeah. him, yeah. Because I mean, she divorced Jeff Bezos. I mean, well, Bezos yeah. did. I think he did screw up. I think he, he cheated on he her. Made, so he there's, made there's, her, uh, there's that. He made there's her that. the richest there's woman that. in the world. Yeah, you know. There's what I mean? that. But I, I know what you mean. I understand what you mean. Like, you know, like life cannot be that's why number one, you sign that prenup, you know, ladies and gentlemen, if you are making over a hundred thousand dollars a year, trust me. And and that's not that's talking from someone in a basement, so I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, <laughs> but I do know this. You know, Rick Ross didn't say those that line for no reason. <laughs> he didn't say he wasn't with me shooting in the gym for no reason, because you don't want to be yeah. in that situation when you're looking down the barrel of. Nope. Uh, yeah, they said half. Your lawyer says yeah, uh, they said half, and you're saying but but, and then he said no, they yeah they said but, half. But then as it comes it's, down to, and then and then there's that story about. Adele's, uh, well, I guess former Ooh, husband now, like ex-husband, and he got City, half her wealth. City and boys I'm like, are on top. City boys 2020, <laughs> yeah. let's go. City boys are on top. Yeah, exactly. He must be so happy. Because, you know, the whole time, like, after they, like, I think they, they uh, separated, I'm pretty sure she was out here with Skepta. Like, she was out here living life, you know, talking to young black yeah. men, enjoying her newfound freedom. You know, she's lost a few pounds, so she's feeling out on the town. She can go and kill it. Next thing you know, she sees that she sees that text. Huh? The lawyer's like, "Listen, <laughs> hello from the other side of this subpoena. You are uh, summoned to the high court, where you are going to give up half." So you, uh, hey, you better that's, own your. Uh, that's equality right then and there. Listen, you know. Listen, we are in a fifty-fifth. I, I hope he buys some dumb stuff. He's like, I hope he. <laughs> oh, I hope he buys jet skis, but lives in like landlocked areas. I hope he freaking you know commissions a painting to be painted and sent to the moon. You know, stuff like that, just to really burn through it. You know, just to be like, yo. <laughs> but besides that, besides our weekly dose of like Loki misogyny, I don't know. But yeah. Hey, hey. That, no, no, no. To me, that's that's a quality at its that finest. Is a quality at it works its both ways. Oh, yeah. That's what we've been earning. That's what we were trying to do in the 21st century. Guys, we are supposed to be. We're trying. We're trying field. to keep everything equal. I don't know if you don't know this, but. That's that's to a certain well, there's only there's so much equal can get. But if you are equal stature, or at least someone who's making a significant amount of money yeah. compared to the spouse, you know, usually when there is a breakup, 
the money is split the evenly. The money is split evenly, right? yeah. yeah. So if anybody's to blame in that situation, she should have gotten a prenup. For sure. Oh, for sure. Moral of the story. Oh, for sure. Moral of the story. Moral of the story. And I like Adele's music. I got nothing against you her. You know, listen. I really do. I really don't, I should say. Not do. I don't have any problem. Don't have any problem with her. I like her music. I think... She can set fire you know, to my reign but he, anytime. Yeah. You know, He wasn't in there in the studio when she was making she those was, hits. He, but listen. still, he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't. But listen, hey, man. When she got home off to the studio, who was out here making pancakes, you know, for, for little old Adele? <laughs> you, want, you want some flapjacks, yeah? Some crepes. <laughs> All right, whip up free. <laughs> Want me to put the kettle on? All right, the, you know she's he's got it. Um, but yeah, uh, that leads us to you know the main event. You know what we came here for. We Moses, did you catch the Lost Dance episode five and six? I'm hoping for a yes. Oh, of course, yeah, of course. absolutely. I watched it. I, I uh, had detailed notes. Of course, initial. I rewatched it again. Yeah. And I was finding clips I could on uh, YouTube to kind of really get myself immersed in that whole yeah. whole vibe in that era in terms of um, that that season. The biggest thing for me was the story, and they and and they started the sh- the documentary off with Kobe Bryant and the passing of the torch, and it was very similar to what happened with Jordan in 92 when he was out in Barcelona with the Dream Team yeah. and how they they talked about that iconic game uh, amongst legends. And to be a fly on the wall, to watch Incredible. that game, it would have been truly remarkable. The amount of dollars spent <laughs> in order to see that magnificent play would be worth it yeah. 100%. Oh, sure. No matter what lifetime you were, yeah. Put yourself in massive credit card debt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take a second mortgage yeah. or a third mortgage on the home Get, and just yeah. go watch something that was as spectacular because you're never going to see no. that again. I, I, and we've got glimpses I of it. completely agree. Glimpses of it when we watched uh, some of the video that was also included in the, uh, the documentary yeah. that aired for The Last Dance. Yeah. And they actually have a documentary uh, a few years back when they were celebrating. On the Dream Team. The 25th anniversary, yeah. I believe, of that Dream yeah. Team uh, a few years back. I remember that one. And they actually, yeah, and they actually showed, not everything entirely, but showed a, a lot of it in the trash talk. and Magic, listen, magic. It was just, it was beautiful. Magic. It was beautiful. Magic be talking. Tra- I was very, co- I'll tell you this, like, it wasn't until long, too long ago that I realized magic, my image of magic was, of course, just like they discuss in this uh, show about Michael being like spiffy clean. Being, you know, like Magic had that, you know, bef- before we what we say is BA, you know, before AIDS, right? Um, and okay, the joke didn't land, that's fine. He was averaging triple doubles off the you court, know, too. Listen, <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> he was averaging triple doubles off the court. Oh no, okay, <laughs> hey, when you're in that's that environment, AIDS. that's a triple double. Oh, oh. Okay. Okay. Anyway, besides that, <laughs> I you know yeah. hearing him, don't make light of it. Don't make light. I of will it. make light of it. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. But magic, <laughs> magic's trash talking. Especially like you know how incredible it must have been just to be yeah like you like to be the cameraman in that practice, 
and then like picking up the audibles on your camera and you're just thinking i this is a part of history this is gold because you know you hear magic johnson talking trash like if you you know you're watching a game you're watching an all-star game or whatever like but you know it's still Irvin Magic, right? Like every everyone loves Irvin Magic. Like he's the like he's the, the biggest guy. He was in NBC for about what a few months at that point before the Dream Team happens. So in a way, he kind of had been removing himself from that lifestyle, and then all of a sudden, straight back into it, and it's like he never left. It was like a it was a playground because he's not just talking trash talk to anyone, Moses. Imagine talking trash to Michael Jordan right and I, lots of people have but michael jordan doesn't care who most of the people in the league are i mean he thought glide you know glide the clyde clyde the glide or whatever his name is you know i'm even saying it that yeah. way it, don't don't compare him to me but <clears throat> i agree greatness in that room i i would imagine at a fever pitch i i think every person who's into competitive sport or has played it can understand from a standpoint of when you are paying playing those games and there's like there's testosterone going there's it's heated right but like you are nowhere near at the level of these these people right because at one point or another everyone most of the guys who walked in that in that gym all thought they were the best person in the world the best player in the world you know what i mean not in america in the world I mean, Charles Oakley is out here saying until that defeat, he was like, I thought I was the best player in the league. I was like, Charles, listen, come on, man. Come on, buddy. Hey, you you cannot blame any of them. You cannot blame any of them. I thought with the greatest... A tour de force. The greatest tweet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and you couldn't because that's, well, you got to. Like, you made it to the league. You're an all-star. You've done what you could. You've taken your teams to championship games, if not won it. You look at what Kevin Love said. And Kevin Love tweeted this uh, after the the uh, the documentary. He was like, MJ was like the alpha's alpha. Oh, for sure. That practice in particular was a passing of the torch where you saw Magic and you saw Bird, you saw Barkley, you saw the rest of them, Stockton, Malone, Robinson, Ewing. As competitive as they were, they knew this guy was different. This guy was off the wall. And he talked about how he was referring to, like, he never had anything, like, no ill will towards Clyde Drexler in that 92 playoff series. In fact, he he liked the guy. Like, he did. It was business. But, But his problem was... Yeah, he's like, you don't compare him. No. Like, this dude could literally be like, you could talk to like the, the vendor or the usher. Yeah. The usher may have looked at him weird, and that would have been the, enough motivation. motivation for Michael Jordan motivation. to go out there and ball out and drop 60. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's like, I don't like these ushers in Atlanta. No. I'm going to drop 60 oh, and yeah. make sure that they watch oh, it. Because yeah, yeah. you know, he found whatever he could, even if it was manufactured yes. uh, in terms of hatred, he would find a way to motivate I mean, himself. He, and it wasn't anything he needs personal. A point. He needs a point of reference, right? And I think that's I, my takeaway, I would say, from this is like, that the thing that you know, obviously we're we're getting everything in two episode snippets. But it is I, obviously I think the most important thing will be at the end when we hit number ten is to just go back and start it from the get go and then just watch the complete series through where everything's connected so you can kind of build like that uh, a a more uh, coherent picture. But one of the things I, I think we are all noticing is yeah definitely Jordan's ability 
to create an enemy, like to to motivate himself, to self motivate, right? And yeah, it just goes. It goes to show what extremes this guy needs to go to. But like, it's 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 weird because on the one hand, he says he's very competitive, right? On the other hand, you know, on the other hand, you can see this competitive nature and and how he is beats at him. It's it's frustrating and it's tiring outside of the fact that he's just always, you know, he's the number one superstar. His his abilities is what get him the, the stardom, right? And all the, the people coming to his door and trying to get photographs and autographs and things like that. That's that's one of that's something that, you know, most pro athletes go through. Right. But him on a personal level. Right. I did believe him when he was saying you know, when he had that scene, he's laying in the in the hotel room, lying on his back, like smoking a cigar. I'm thinking, man, I don't even, I couldn't even imagine his, his off peak. Because that's not even, that's not even off peak. He, he constantly needs to be in the, in, in the realm of competition is what it seemed, right? Because if it wasn't on the court, he had to be gambling. He had to be playing golf. He had to be doing something where there was, there was, there was, the odds were stacked against him. He couldn't turn it off, right? It must have been excruciatingly painful to like, not even just be like him on the days where your body just can't take it, but maybe even be around, you know, like I don't think Sam Smith was pulling any punches in that book when he was talking about how some of the people viewed Jordan. And I, you know, like he was abrasive, of course. He demands the best, right? But it's like, is he demanding the best from you, Moses, because he thinks you can do better and help him win? Or is it because the man is way, he just takes competition to the nth degree, right? Losing isn't an option because it's, you know, it's important to strive for greatness. No, it's losing isn't an option because psychologically Michael Jordan couldn't get there. BJ Armstrong mentioned something that was great in that documentary in the first part of it, yeah. uh, episode five. And it was, we played basketball. Yes. We played the, we played the game of basketball. For sure. Michael Jordan played the game to win. To win. He played to win. That distinction. It, and he, he referred to it as like a cheat code. He understood the game. You might say like Neil from the Matrix. He's seeing everything in zeros and ones, yeah, right? Yeah. So he's not there just to play the game. He's like, let my teammates play the game. I'm going to play the win. And how much of that, when you talk about challenges, a person who's a competitor wanting to find someone that's going to take him to the next level was fatiguing in that sense that you've already you know broken the code you've already achieved greatness you just come off with three p burning himself um, that's down, only man. been done yeah three or more championships done in a row yeah. uh, success you know um successfully yeah uh was only done by two other teams prior to and the lakers, lakers and, and the, and and the celtics, celtics. Yeah. so yeah you've already achieved that pinnacle and magic never did it you never saw that with Bird. No. You never saw that with Isaiah. Yeah. You were the first in that modern era where sports was big to say, hey, I just put myself on Mount Rushmore. Yes. And I think there was a line there that w- was very similar to that as well. Now, my thinking of the whole situation is all the extracurricular stuff and the challenges that yeah, came with it. Yeah, let's get into it, that. Right? You talk yeah. about the gambling. That, to me, was very interesting in the sense that I... 
I I think people overblew it. I think you talk about the the competitive side of yeah. things, and he just wanted to be competitive. Yeah, and then it just all of a sudden was you have a problem. Mm-hmm. And I love Ahmad Rashad was like, this dude wanted to come, you know, after he broke his silence going into the playoffs yeah. uh, that year. Of course. And he's like, yo, you got a camera ready? Is in, yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> he's sure, like, let's yeah, get let's... this thing going. And then he's doing the interview. The shades, and he's got the glasses the on. He's like, it didn't help on. him. I said, Michael. And it didn't help Michael, him. Michael, never stop being you, my guy. Shades on. No. Blackout. Lights on. Yeah, and it didn't help his cause. No, not at it didn't all. Kill him people people are like, like he's probably hung yeah, over after like, you know after a night <laughs> in Atlantic City. He probably just came from Atlantic City, took his thinking. own charter bus, yeah, and, he's like, and got to the rink or got to the arena. You know, you 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 know, was it one of those? I just had an epiphany at the craps table. I need to stop, so I rushed over <laughs> and organized this interview. No, and I don't think it was a problem. I know he he was introduced to some shady people on the course, but how was he supposed so to know? Shady. And I believe shady. him. I believe him. Oh no, there were some people. He was shady, mind you. Yeah, he's a guy homie. who loves competition, so he didn't care who it was. <laughs> the homie who yeah, the got sent. With the homie got sentenced, I was like, "Ooh, Mike, don't do that, Mike." That's. <laughs> Those yeah. guys, but it was telling. But it, but, but it was telling. It was telling when one of the guys was interviewed and he said he never bet on no. basketball. He never bet, so it wasn't like a no. Pete Rose situation. Yes. So you never knew a guy was going to throw a game, yeah. and I think that is an insult to Michael Jordan's integrity sure. because he did not throw yeah. games. No, no, no. If you even uttered those yeah. words, he would slap yeah. you. And I think you know he was. Ne- you knew out of any player on the planet, yeah. you knew what for like one hundred percent. Michael Jordan would not be a player that would throw a game. So that would eat at him so much. So because he is a competitor, he's not going to lose. He does not want to yeah. lose unless it's done fairly. Yeah. So when he lost to the Pistons, was he pissed? Yes. But did he say, you know, congratulations? Sure. And he he moved on and wanted to get better because he wanted to be at the pinnacle, right? He wants to be of at course. the top. For a competitor, that is the ultimate sin. And he wouldn't even think of about course. it. But does he have a competition problem? <laughs> I think I, who was, I forget who was uh, so. being interviewed. But yeah, they asked him, "Do you have a problem?" He's like, "Do you have a gambling problem?" He's no, like, I have a competition I have a co- problem. But I don't have a gambling problem. That's exactly problem. what I was saying. I was saying this guy has a. Co- he that's you know he was telling him like it is. He has a competition problem. If that's a form of gambling, probably if it you know it's an addiction still. An addiction is an addiction. He's addicted. Anything to, could be an addiction. He's addicted to competing. We just don't see it as an addiction because I think more so it can be constructive, as we've all as we've already seen. It spawned this series itself. You know his legacy. Yeah, and it came down to the his the attention of his father. Yeah. That's what it all boils yeah. down to. What we saw in the earlier episodes, I think it was episode mm-hmm. two, where it talked about his father and wanting his attention and he had his brothers and he wanted to be, he wanted to get his, you know, just, just to show to that I'm, hey, his father kept challenging I'm better than my yeah. brothers. I'm better than my brothers. Yeah. And his father would just challenge yeah. him all the yeah. time. And that's where that competitive nature yeah. came out and wanting to be the greatest and wanting that it's, attention. So there's that. It's such a, yeah. So now when, when we, when we go into that, the, the whole, um, his gambling being taken out of proportion. And I think it did. I, I don't doubt, that it took a heavy toll on him in that season, right? Um, and the media's pushing towards it, right? But this is a theory I've had for some time now. I know you're not going to like it, but I'm going to say it anyway. Because I've been saying for a long time, since the 70s and the 80s, the north, the northeastern media conglomerates and like the, the newspapers of that time pushed the agenda in the NBA, in sports, Boston and New York, Philly, 
maybe a few other places, but those cities, core cities, if you were a sports writer, sportscaster, or someone of influence there, whatever you said or dictated had an influence on the league, on sports in America, standard, right? They were see, they could dictate things, they could make, they push stories. Or, or, or take stories out. Like, no one really cares what the hell was going on. I mean, unless you're in the LA Times or something like that. But because of the fact that, you know, I think a lot of people don't realize, you know, his the effect of, of the media on Michael back then versus now. Because we have the internet. And of course, you can, it's just as easy to turn it off. There's a lot everywhere, but it's just as easy to turn it off. But because of that, because there's so many people, it's kind of diluted, right? Back then, you had very few houses. So whatever they said went. Slam Magazine meant way more back then than it does now. So does so, so does a, a news clipping from the New York Times. So does a news clipping from the Boston Globe. So does a new, you know, if you were in the sports section of these newspapers, <clears throat> it meant a lot. Oh, got it. We back. And... The uh, the the only nope, the thing is year. right. I personally believe that those so, small centers right. were the ones having uh, the you know the. And because of it, uh, they decided to propagate this problem as a bigger issue than it really was and knock down it jordan is it personal vendetta yes it is i i can definitely agree with boston not liking jordan at all because it's chicago against boston new york definitely not liking jordan at all because it's new york against against chicago right like if you have the team that is beating those teams the newspapers and the media are going to write you off. And if they're the few who are at the... They were the gatekeepers of that time, right? So they could make this storm a lot bigger than... That's what I personally believe. And it was, it was only that slow transition into TV, right? It was only until, like, you know, going for those interviews with uh, the, the homie over there. Uh, what was his name? Al something? The he just... The, the guy we just referenced right now that he came for the, the interview with. Just having those one-on-one... Oh, Ahmad Rashad? Ahmad Rashad. Having those one-on-one video interviews were so much new and actually helped a lot for him to get his... You know what I mean? Like, to physically have the video evidence of him saying how he felt and what he meant, right? Versus clippings, because that's how they... Everyone used to get the news on the newspaper. And if you have two or three guys... Who are just dictating what's going on, like there's you you how can you beat them? You know what I mean? Like the 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 pen the pen was doing way more than what he could do, even on the court at that time. It didn't matter that he could score forty points. It didn't matter he could rebound ten, ten times in a game. Right? It didn't matter that he could win MVP because he decided to go to Atlantic City and he got home at one a.m. All of a sudden, you know, you know what I mean. That's and that's kind of 
And it came down to that squeaky clean image that he had or that appeared, right? So he had to live up to this certain image that was being portrayed in the media. Which is honestly not fair. No, it isn't because no one's perfect. And it just, uh, this reinforced that when you watch and you're like, the dude's human. Like the dude's not going to be perfect, uh, you know, clean cut. Like he's got a lot of things that he's doing. 100%. 100%. And that goes for everybody. Yeah. So when I hear the, the comments from the, the, they showed clippings of the, the talk shows, um, you know, in uh, radio sports talk shows, and they were just like blaming the guy. I'm like, for what? Did he do his job? Yeah. The dude <laughs> dropped 40. He's broken. Why are you no complaining laws. about him? The fact that he, he did not break any laws. And you're like, let the man live. And that's, yeah. and I think there was one thing that, you know, I've always been a big fan of Stephen A. Smith. And one of the things, and the reason why is just he's his think, like the way he rationalizes certain situations. And one of the things I, I appreciate was whenever you're in the media business, yeah, there's always saying, you know, scoops, you want to, you know, Be you the always want to have that story. It. Yeah. 100%. Well, there are times when he's seen in his, in his time, you know, with sports athletes that have gone and they were doing something. It may have, at the time, it may have been illegal. Oh, you mean, but uh, he's are like, you talking about... Some guys in Philadelphia who needed to well, be granted clemency. Well, there's a lot of things that go on. I'm just, but listen, the, oh, there's probably more Virginia. than we know, and there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of people. There's more things than we know. Never mind yeah, the, the serious guy, allegations, but yeah. <laughs> Let me finish. Okay, sorry, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. No, but he talks about like even like people in the club and they're doing you know. You know, whatever drugs mm-hmm. it might be, and yeah. he knows that they're doing it. He sees them doing it. Does he? And his thinking is, look, I'm not going to report on this because this is your life. Yeah. What you do on the field, what you do on the court, what you do in your venue—that's that's, what you're getting judged upon. Yes. Now, if the, all of a sudden, say for example, yeah, if a player gets in trouble with the law, uh, oh, uh, that's the you, that's that's out for pub that's out for the public. Like, that's out for the public. Then he's like, or, that's totally okay. Or, or or in trouble with with the the league, right? So if they if they violate yeah. league anything rules. that is anything that is public record, yeah, exactly. is fair game. So, but if a player is going, if, if if a player is going to be the out there, yes, you know, off the weed, if he's going to be, you know, stay off it, Snoop people. Dog in a greenwood, stay yeah, yeah, it was a green off room. Yeah. the weed, guys. But even if they're doing some kind, of, you know, other drugs, other activity that would be considered shady, but yeah. still, like, that's their life. Yes. Like you, he's not gonna, he's not gonna dog them or he's gonna snitch on them because he's like, that's not my job. Yeah. I'm not here trying to get some stupid scoop. Mm-hmm. You get in trouble with the law. That's different because then that's all of a sudden public record. I yes. can go and access who yeah. you know did what, what happened, but who got picked up, etc. Yeah. So. To, I, I'm like, I appreciate that because you got to let these people be themselves too. Yes, yeah. they're in the spotlight, but at the same time, mm-hmm. they're like us. I'm sure they have some kind of vice that they, they enjoy. Mm-hmm. And especially when you're attracting a lot of money, more vices and people who might not necessarily be the most ethical will come your way. Yeah. But even then, even then, if a player is not getting in trouble with the law, if he's, you know, he indulges in whatever it may be, then at that, in that sense, that's not for me to report yeah. unless. It, the person gets it, and this, and this, okay. Down. So, uh, Moses, I have a question about that because that's kind of one thing I did. You know, I I pondered like while thinking about it. So now, you know, in comparison with Jordan, 
like we're saying, his image had to had to be squeaky clean for the NBA, right? But it was a different time, so it was difficult for him to be who he is, right? Do a tenth of the things that he, you know, would have wanted to do in his career, right? Now, but then today, you know, with media being everywhere, um, you know, uh, Dion Waiters can do whatever the hell he wants, you know, and still be you, a potential pickup for the Lakers, who are who would have been bound for the finals, if in my opinion. So, you know what I mean? Like, the difference in terms of um, perce- perception. But, uh, like, I wanted to ask, you know, now, the the the, the, the child, the love, the, or, or at least the golden child of the NBA being LeBron James, being, he is now the squeaky clean guy, right? That's what we all perceive him as. Is it, do you think it's, fair to necessarily still keep that as a facet of the nba because it was basically jordan passed it on to kobe kobe passes it on to lebron right and um now you know watching this and seeing that this man is just a man and yeah he's allowed to gamble and he's allowed to you know uh play some golf if he wants to if he can still produce at a high level which which is what a majority of these NBA players are able to do. Is it fair to ask someone like LeBron to still be who he, you know, to still be the cleanest guy in the league? Because we have to be honest. That's this is we know LeBron James on, on TikTok with his kids. That's great. That's great, LeBron James. LeBron James on Instagram with his kids. That's great, LeBron James. But that's not all of LeBron James. So what? No, what especially you, with the news that came out the last couple of days eggs, about. Uh, listen, hey man, <laughs> it, you, it was not a matter of with a twenty-two-year-old model, I, you or know, in engaged in an affair with listen, a twenty-two-year-old model. This right? is what I said. I said it was never a matter of if; it was a matter of when. Every, it was out boundless. Every year that every girl would say, you know, I'm not saying every girl would be like, LeBron is so loyal. I'd be like, it's a matter of when. <laughs> and let me tell you something: if Jay Z. Is out here. It's not safe for any of you, any of you ladies. Let me tell you, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Kind of. <laughs> but what are you? What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? What are my thoughts? Yeah. Okay. To implement a, you know, godlike, divine-like pressure on a human being is not fair. Yeah. You know, I know. I know Michael Jordan referred to himself as Black Jesus when he was on the court, <laughs> but he was nothing but. All right. Yeah, like he's all, nothing and, like and Jesus Shuttleworth. No, no, no. <laughs> not even then. The actual Jesus would be like, look at me. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> uh, no. I'm not uh, too no. sure, guys. It yeah, ring. we look at the records of what you know a lot of these people, and there's nothing wrong because they're human. Yes. They are extremely flawed. Yeah, MJ is flawed. Of LeBron course. is flawed. Of course, that the whole point is the pressure that's being put on them. There's yeah. a difference between being a role model because there are role models who you know rise and fall, and then they rise again. Because you know why? That's life. Yes. When you're younger, you'll do stupid stuff, and what happens? You're like, okay, I learned from that. Wasn't smart. No. But you know what? I'm becoming a better human for it. You move on. Yeah. I think in the cases of a lot of pro athletes, no matter what, we're going to make those mistakes. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think, unfair to put all these uh, 
deity-like, god-like pressures on people, yeah. humans, because that is a boulder that we cannot avoid. Hold. Yeah. We cannot, you know, keep moving and pushing because eventually what's going to happen, it's like a player, it's like you pushing a boulder up a steep hill and it's going to come right back down at you. Yeah. Eventually you're going to be fatigued and tired because yeah. of all of that. And that's what happened to MJ. I think yeah. not so much of the game that was the issue. It was everything but surrounding I think the, it. Everything around it. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's that's where we, we fall. And it's it, it comes down to our society. Yes. You know, and it was yeah. mentioned a few times how we love to put people on a pedestal, but at the same time, knock them down a couple pegs. Yeah. You know, I don't, we have this sick, sick um, Addiction you know, obsession with, with that as a society. Pushing you up. Where we like to push them. Yeah. And then, and then telling bring, you, whoa, 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 you're not, no, 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 no. You're not that great. You, yeah. And then you take them down a few notches. And yeah. I, it's, it's not great. And then we like to see them bounce back again. We always like the, underdog. you love the, you love like the, the underdog story. Look at yeah. the new England Patriots when yeah. they won. You're like, Oh, that's nice. They won. And then, you know, you look at and a couple then, years later, yeah. you're like, I hope they lose. Hate you know? them. Hate them. And now you're kind of, and now you, but now what are you? So now are you saying people are rooting for I still blame, Tampa Bay? I still blame some, are you, are I, you I still a buccaneer now? Witchcraft. I still blame, no, I'm still blaming <laughs> witchcraft the whole witchcraft. thing. Did you witchcraft. know Giselle? Yeah, Giselle Bunchin. Yeah, oh, you could type in. Here he goes. I'm oh, just saying. I'm going to, I'm just I'm saying. Play like she's some, like, like, yes, I've, I've done these prayers and I do all these things all right. and, you know, Q, yeah, she does. And I'm like, okay, so Q we all the, know uh, the, the source uh, of Tom Brady's, music. the source of Tom Brady and the New England Patriots success was witchcraft. There, 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 I said it. Let's, let's be honest. Maybe not the first three championships. Not the first three championships, but the last three. Hey, okay. Stop with the Benny Hinn music. Okay. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Don't want to get struck. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Giselle. Yeah. yeah just look it up. And she's Brazilian. Like bunch of, so she, and she's mentioned she's, this. Is she from the Amazon? She, no. She's from Amazon. I have no idea. All I know is she's mentioned this and she said, you know, and she's meant to mention it, Tom Brady. There's articles on it. Uh, I, I believe, uh, who was it? Uh, NBC Sports yeah. had an article on this. Yeah. And like yeah, there it's it's crazy. He's, it's like, part it's, of it's part it's of the T V twelve regiment, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got one part, one part kissing your yeah, kissing your children in the lips. <laughs> oh. oh eating avocado listen, ice cream. Listen. And uh, doing some weird, I guess, seances uh, with the wife to make sure that you enjoy another every, Super Bowl victory. Okay, here's here's one thing I wanted to also say, because this is it's gonna be jam packed here, right? So, you know, upon the completion of the Our Lost Dawn special and all this stuff, and we get back to regular podcasts, we're having a, we're, I'm going to build a special, you know, Tom Brady, what is Tom Brady doing in Florida this week sort of segment? Because, I mean, I'm They're building not too a shrine sh- on that, uh, I'm not on that sh- uh, boat that they have there. Not too sure if you've really, if you've heard anything, people, but Tom Brady's already walked into someone else's house in, uh, in Tampa Bay. Don't know why. Who knows why? But you wouldn't expect someone who's able to coordinate, you know, an attack several times. You know how? What six? He's got six rings. He's got six rings. Something about the South, and they do that. Yes. <laughs> Something about the South, they do that. God forbid. Remember the the, the, the poor man in Texas. Yes. Yeah. yeah the poor yeah. man in Texas yeah. with the officer with the, that went into the wrong home. So now, what's going on with the South? In, so yeah, in the is States? it is it because there's two problems, right? Number one, you left your door open. Number two, Tom, what are you? What are you, Tom? What are you doing, man? 
What's going on? I'm expecting season tickets after that. Or at least tickets in an autograph jersey. Oh, you have to. You have to. You know, TB12's got to come correct, bro. You can't just walk into someone's house in Tampa and expect to, you know. But to that to that measure, what I was going to say is I'm I'm sure the, the Bucks told him, you know, a uh, stipulation for joining the team is they don't play with any of that uh, kissing your son on the lips stuff. You know, uh, this is a, uh, it's a God-fearing state. You know, uh, we like to keep things. <laughs> I never. We, we like you know, to keep completely things off track. Little, uh... Completely off track. I don't know about your family. My family never nah, did that. Nah, I would be you like, know? I'd back, I'd back away. Yeah, like it, to you me, know? like I get how, like, yeah, you bob and weave. Ooh, like I don't. Hey, whoa. It never. It, hey, it's just whoa. weird because I just and even with little kids, maybe that's something that um because I know people point, are just like yeah. oh, a little peck on the lips and whatever. Yeah, when and they're, they're like, a baby. oh, it's cute. It's just when a child. It's innocent. Yeah. Maybe for you, I just think it's just weird. <laughs> I just think it's you straight up weird. I s- I'm like, that's not what we do in our culture. Yeah, like, I w- come on. Man. I I would say, you know what? I was like, you know what, Tom? If that's what you like to, if that's what you guys do, it's fine. What you should have said is cut the camera, <laughs> done it, and then throw it back on again and being like, everything's normal, nothing's happened. That's a personal moment, right? I kind of feel bad because that is really a personal moment between him and his, him and his son. And for the rest of his life, it's going to be judged as one of the weirdest things anyone's ever seen Tom Brady. Yeah, like, well, <laughs> technically, like for a kid, like his first kiss was his dad. Yeah, like, you know, yeah, well, but you see, and that's the thing. Because you know, it's, it's not like a peck of a child. Like, this guy's, well, his kid was like 9, 10, 11, somewhere around that that's age. His, it's, that's memorable. It's not like, yeah, oh, he'd pick whatever, you yeah, go away. It's not like yeah, a little this child. This kid's looking Those, at girls now. You know, this kid's probably looking uh, at girls now. Yeah, exactly. But you know what? At least for the kid, you'd be like, oh, your dad's Tom Brady. Okay, well, technically, oh I God, kissed Tom Brady. You kissed Tom Brady before I could. <laughs> <laughs> This show's going off the rails right this now. This is going off the rails. This is so good, though. Okay, yeah. Uh, no. Oh, absolutely. It's just it's just weird. Yeah, no. I, I, maybe there's Tom, someone out there. Maybe if someone sees this, someone hears our podcast, someone actually watches the video. Yeah. Can you explain to Please me reach why, out. Explain why, to us, why they do that? Because you know, it makes no sense to me whatsoever yeah. why they do that. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I would shake my child's hand. I'm like, yeah. that's a good job. That's a great. <laughs> Congratulations. Well done. Love you too. Well done. I, why would yeah. I even be shaking Arman. my hand, his hand? <laughs> I'd be like, you're not the one about to go to battle right now. Get out of my face, buddy. Who the hell do you think you... Who let this kid in through the locker room? Look at your security and like, are you just letting random people in? Sir, that's your child. I don't care. Only... No, 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 no. First of all, you asked the kid, son, did you deflate the balls like daddy asked? Mm. You know, you cannot charge a minor, you know. For, <laughs> so, no. He's exempt. No. What is Roger? What's Roger Goodell going to do? Because Tom Brady's right. He'd hands. be like, I didn't do he it. He didn't physically do it. He just said, he told, he told his son, son, you know how I like, you know, my balls. Oh, actually, no, I'm going to quit this conversation. <laughs> this is getting a little too crazy. No. Yeah. I was going to say, I was going <laughs> to he's referring to the gonna, football. Yeah. He's referring, I'm drop referring the, to the, yeah. yeah. He's like, can you just drop it a few PSIs, please? Just, that's all I ask. Well, you can't say PSIs because that's you know because you know kids are gonna parrot that and tell the like when they ask that not even ask they're going to offer that information randomly because he had to have been slick. He can't you know you know Roger Goodell comes over for lunch. Roger Goodell's like, hey, how's it going, scam? Daddy told me last year to like deflate balls by like five PSI. 
and then just run out the yeah, room. Yeah, they'd be like, what did Dad tell you room. about snitches? Yeah, run out the room and be like, why did you say that? I don't know. Just run out the room. Just wanted to tell you a random fact. I, I helped my what dad What is he telling cheat. his kids? Yeah. What did I tell you? It's yeah. like, don't talk to the bad man. There That's you go. Right, Anyone yeah. named Goodell is a bad man. <laughs> yeah. Do not talk to him. Anyone named Goodell? If he asks. Lo- yeah. Anyone with the last name Goodell or FBI is a bad man. <laughs> don't, don't talk to them, okay? Don't. You yeah. didn't hear a thing. Anyone now who you says, can add Belichick to that list. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, bad blood. Do you think Come they on, actually think have? We're, we're, no, there's no way. Because you know, to no. have bad blood, what, someone what has to have a, oh, a bad functioning blood? heart. You know what I mean? And I don't. There's one of the two doesn't. And you know who I'm talking about. I don't. I, don't I love Bill for that. <laughs> I think he's crazy. I, I think he what he wants to do right now because some of the moves are like really you only got this, you got this. I think he's trying to tank so they can get Lawrence in next year's draft. I really ooh, do. That'd be sick. Do you know? I want him. To, I really do. I really. I do. think I want him to leave. I want him to leave New England. I want him to go to like Minnesota or something. I want him to go to yeah. I want him to. He should go to Cleveland. You guys, you guys keep recycling or like, you know. Okay, first of all, we already have our guy. You keep, I do you guys believe keep Baker Mayfield's our guy. Oh, okay. We got the weapons. Right. We got the weapons. No, legit. I'm not, hey, I, I am, I'm all in when it comes to what the Browns have done. Okay. Over the last two years. Yes. In particularly this offseason. And I think the maturation process of Baker Mayfield will show. He had a sophomore slump. He realized you can't. You know, if you're going to be talking trash, if you're going to be talking that way, you do, the way you talk, you better back it up. And you my don't necessarily man, have the greatest of years. My man so, I got switched hope. from talking trash to the other players to just talking trash with the media. My, I've never seen someone be at well, I'm not gonna lie, like, being so around. much with the, with the reporters post-game. is Oh, well, what do you think? It would be like, so... Baker, like, how was you know what did what was your take on the performance? Oh, what do you think the performance was? We we didn't deliver it. That's what it was. We just wasn't. We weren't delivering. What do you think you could do to contribute? What do you think I could do? Hmm? What do you think I could do? And you're like, bro, they, okay, <laughs> it's you on the field, my guy. You're getting angry, and I understand. Yeah, because he's get- been in that situation, and I think you yeah you go into a rookie situation yeah. what he did yeah record at seven and nine you got to think okay in a couple of those games you're like they could have been a different story so yeah. really the team could have gone nine and seven in my opinion or at least eight and eight yeah yeah no no but then you know what it- and then to have to, to regress I think that's that I think that really kind of opened his eyes and I think he's going to be the better for it he's also going to have a great running back or two running backs yeah. uh, in the system they already got some great tight ends they picked one another run up this offseason and of course you can't forget about Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry. So you throw those guys in the mix, I think you're going to have weapons galore. So you mean now another, it's a matter of number six so getting mean, the job to make sure, doing the job to make sure he gets those guys uh, significant touches in, in the game. Because there were times when I watched the Browns, yes, yeah. I watched a lot of Browns football, <laughs> where they looked wouldn't. amazing in the first series or yeah. you know uh, early on in the game. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they just hit this weird rut. And I, I think part of it was Freddie Kitchens and his offense. And I really felt that... You know, they kind of went away or tried to do too much in the offense. And that really got them, you know, at one point, which looked like a well-oiled machine to all of a sudden sputter uh, mid-game or certain points mm-hmm. in um, in the game and where they couldn't really recover. Yeah. So 
You guys have since let new, go of Kitchens, right? Oh, Kitchens got fired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, you know, I don't, I don't hate the guy, yeah. but I think as a rookie, the as a rookie head coach, like he really moved up fast. Yeah, he did. And I thought it was a little too fast. Not saying you, you know, sometimes I believe paying your dues can be good, and there are exceptions, much it's like we saw with, um, you know, like in any sport, um, Magic Johnson, yeah. you know, Phil you Jack- at Michael Phil Jordan and how he had Phil to pay Jackson his, his is the dues. biggest one we have to see. We have to see that Phil Jackson had to. Phil Jackson was play was coaching teams in what Puerto Rico was it or Cuba? Oh yeah, he, he yeah exactly. And he was an assistant for years prior to that. So yeah. you saw him take that process. Yeah. Outside of I was going to mention Magic Johnson because Magic like instantly came in as a rookie and <laughs> he didn't have any problems whatsoever. No, not really. But that's really. rare in and of yeah. itself. Like that is an, that's yeah. that's just a rare situation like, compared to like, what you see with a lot of players like nowadays. You usually have to take those bumps and and bruises. Look at LeBron James. Look at Kobe Bryant. Like Kobe Bryant yeah. had some really awkward years when he came into the league. Yeah. Then once he found his game, Phil Jackson was there. They put in the triangle yeah. offense. Then things started to. They also they also to stop rapping. You know, a lot of things just came together. You know, they said, "Hey man, put down the mic. It's not happening." You know, I we get it, we get it. People, Shaq's cool, so you think like it's cool, you know. But put it down, okay? All right, Kobe. You know, there was a time where everyone in the '80s thought they were fucking. They were releasing a, a mixtape. It was getting out of hand, okay? And everyone has ref- everyone has basketball references in their in their music. Uh, we get it, okay? We already hear enough basketball references from regular rappers. You know? You think you think just because Master P does it that like no, that's a license for now. Everyone in the NBA does. You know what? I could be a rapper now. Yeah, but Master P actually did it yeah, a different way. Yeah. He was a rapper it, turned basketball, like a hooper, right? He was a hooper, didn't take his rookie contract, and then decided to just, uh, like, actually, I don't know. I shouldn't lie. I shouldn't lie. I, I, I'm speculating. Well, he could he could play. Like, he could play. He was allowed the, to, yeah. The thing he, is, he, he became big, a bigger success rapping. Yes. And then, as a, then you know, as played a basketball a, player. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Which is wild to even think about, because... I watched him in Little Romeo, and I was like, I used to be like, I could toast this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Little did I know. Um, but yeah, man, I, okay, so the the Browns definitely have, like, a lot of options. I do believe that the Browns for the last two seasons, honestly, have been a threat. But an 8-8 eight eight season, regardless, man, is just, it's like, it's par, it's on, it's subpar, it's subpar. You gotta just be wanting a little bit more than than just that, and I, and I'm sure everyone in Cleveland is thinking that. But what was Baker's thought process on that season? Because I felt like he felt charged up. He felt like it was a good season, and I don't think he should have been feeling that. And that probably is what led to like this slump of a sophomore year. Is that comf- like being comfortable with that? I think had he had the approach that. That's just not good enough to get Browns from a zero win season to a a season that you know is respectable. You guys have when you a respectable win seven hundred percent, like you go from like two seasons where you won one game, understand. and then you know you'll multiply that by seven. <laughs> like that, that 
you can understand there's a lot of hype that's going to be surrounding I, you. And I think that even the people around you would be like, they, yeah. yeah, they make you feel your, you'd be feeling of yourself course. for sure. Of course. Like that, that, that to me is like, I totally get that. Yeah. I was like, Baker is amazing. Baker's yeah. going to be the an next amazing big, quarterback. We finally found guy. a franchise quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. We finally found a franchise quarterback. I still believe that. I, I'm not going to take whatever happened to him here and say, ooh, I think this is a great this is a great learning process mm-hmm. because he did come in with a lot of uh, you could say a lot of hype, lived up to it to a certain extent, all of a sudden got knocked back down, and he's like, all right, I'm going to dust myself off and I'm going to prove to you one more time that you know, I know I'm an up. elite quarterback I in this league. Up. So yeah. I got no problem with him. I have faith that he's going to have an excellent season. Oh yeah, and I think he's going to lead the Browns to the playoffs. Oh, you heard it here first. Uh, Moses Waldo says Baker Mayfield. I know weed is legal here in Canada, but I'm not smoking it. He might be on some PCP right now, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) He said Baker Mayfield is going to take them to a, what was your record last season? Was it like five? Was it five? Don't worry about it. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. uh, But (laughs) last season didn't happen. Three of the four Baker. seasons did not okay, happen. Okay, so mind. so what are we talking playoffs here? Are we talking wild card? Are we talking like like a oh, wild secure? card? I think it's going to be I th- wild. I think wild card would be agree, the, the spot. I think he's I think uh, I, I think is it this game. year that they're going to be also adding an additional team? So there's going to be seven teams making the playoffs. Oh, really? Because I know that was something that's been approved. Yeah, and I'm trying to remember if it was this year because the teams that finish first in both the AFC and NFC will get automatic buys. Yeah, buy in. Two through the, seven will play uh, each other seven, in the okay. in wild card format. Good idea. Right? So for me, I I got no problem with yeah. that. I think that's great. Yeah. I think 14 teams. That's not a problem. It's more revenue for the league and, and it's a bit more football. It's more football for us to watch. Yeah. One hundred. But now do the players so like I got no that? Problem. I mean, I would it's imagine. I, I would imagine if their contracts like reflected, they would probably. They, it I think matter. they're going to be reducing the amount of exhibition games down the road too. As probably. Well. So, yeah, they might add an extra. I've heard of adding an extra regular season game. If that, ha- I, I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah. But an extra playoff, uh, you know, an extra playoff spot, so you have seven teams. I think that's great. I think a lot of owners would like that. I really, I really, it's a, it's a bigger opportunity. I really hope that they don't. I really, I really do hope they cancel exhibition games and decide to just have. Oh everything. no, you can't. You can't do that. No, I would. Love I think to. limiting the games, you can't cancel. Them. I'd love to. Like I, because you have to have players who are going to try out. Like you can't just all of a sudden, all right, go into the regular season. Like oh no, oh games... you mean you mean oh you mean I thought you meant like um oh you're right actually, because you mean you mean like this start off games. I meant like games played um overseas, like you know. Oh, those... you want to stop that or you want more of that? I want to stop that. Well, let's be because honest. They, like Jacksonville's not going to have a because, lot of people. If they move two of their home games overseas, then yeah. you know, and they make more revenue exactly. playing at Wembley, then fine. No, well, no, they don't play at Wembley anymore, Moses. They play at the place that I, no one likes to go to. Okay, I play at Tottenham's new stadium, and I and I think I think it's fitting if they lose that contract. They're going to say Newcastle for a no, second. No, why? Like, no, it's not that bad. No, no, St James Park is beautiful, great place, <laughs> but that shithole. That is Tottenham's new stadium, you know? They need they built specifically, you know, not specifically, partially to host NFL games. It's re- that's why it's it has the latest technology. So they can flip the field specifically for NFL games, NFL experience games. So they come to London every year 
specifically for that stadium because it has the technology to do it. It's way better than Wembley is, right? What I'm saying is cancel the agreement, leave them destitute, <laughs> and make sure they don't collect on that okay. revenue. I get okay? it. I get That's it. That's all I I'm get saying. It. You hate Tottenham. Okay? I didn't say any, I didn't say that. You said that. All I'm saying is make it difficult no, for them. Well, I get it. Okay. Sorry. I'm sorry, people. I digress. I was going to say, like, where's your uh, where's your <clears throat> Arsenal flag? I can't see no, it. No, yeah, car. you know what? It's yeah. <laughs> No one's what's, what's that red thing? No one's doing no like, one's doing <laughs> sports right now. No one's doing sports anywhere right now. So it's fine, okay? We don't need to have a big deal about Who's not wearing what and what position a team is versus another. It's fine. It's whatever. It's fine. You know? And on that, I also wanted to get into uh, what had you been paying attention to the uh, some of the leagues and how UEFA is looking to, you know, what the ultimatum is um, a bit more. I think I, I like this move. I think you want to keep football going. Yeah. Um, having neutral sites is going to really, because uh, we had, you know, we got to kind of wrap things up quickly here. Uh I like the move. I hope that they play. Yeah. I really do. Because the legal ramifications that come from this are going to last for years because you're like, well, what about the teams getting regulated or the teams getting promoted? What do you do? Do you cancel this season? Do you still keep it going? So there's a lot more, I think, uh, of a painful process. Yeah. If you decide to say you cancel the season outright or say like, you know what, award Liverpool the the trophy yeah, and you take the top four at that. And, you, and the, so you... No, no, no. But you leave the, the. I've heard this, and I think this is the best option. If you were going to say, get rid of the season, right? If you're just going to say, you know what, let's just go into next year. Yeah, best thing to do. Give Liverpool the trophy. No. Determine the next three Champions League spots, so two through four. Okay. Via points per play. Yeah. Right. Points. Per, so PPL. So you 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 can determine that on average to to kind of figure out who the the next spots are going to be given yeah, to, right? Did they, the European did they spots. not say that then, that was a, uh, that was, that average is calculated over the last five years, right? I, I'm not entirely sure if it was five years. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, like I'm, I, I've heard, I'll have to uh, look it was back on speculated. It. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. But in terms of like the, the finite ideas, but I mean like just on averages, I think is, is one thing. Um, I don't know if it was just over the course of the season or just um, yeah, like whom or just like oh, should they use... like even like wearing like I don't know if it'd be like referring to like head to head yeah, but I've heard of that option being brought out, and I think if you were going to do that, then say the top three teams or have the teams um, that were originally supposed to be in, uh, you you give them the spots, right? So you would have. Uh, instead of 20 teams, uh, 23 teams. Ah, okay. And then you would, you know, just for this season, right, keep adding teams up. Yeah. And then you would have more teams drop off. So in terms of the following season for the Premier League, they would go from 23 teams from their 20. Yeah. And then they would relegate six teams. Ah. And then you would have three teams from the bottom coming up from the championship. Yeah. So I think you would do that for one year as an option. I I think Mm -hmm. that's the second best thing. Yeah. To me, you play out the season. You find some neutral sites um, that you'd be able to do it. We're going with, to Florida. Not... <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're going to Disney We're World. We're going to Disney World, people. Disney World Resorts. Yeah. I think that's to me, is the most logical. I know Atlanta like, has um, a beautiful state. Uh, La Liga is, is planning to come by uh, to return, and Syria is planning a return as well. Yeah. So they've been given the okay <laughs> so from the Italian they, government. They, yeah, a lot of these leagues have been told that they are able to... Uh, 
resume practice, let's say that, behind closed doors, and then if they will play, it will again be behind closed doors for the rem- the remainder of the season, right? So to firstly tell everyone, don't exp- it's not normal. It's going to be like highly supervised. Everyone in the arena gets tested upon arriving, and everyone has to be tested when they leave. Some some form of that, some sense yeah, of control. Yeah, have to do that. And you play behind closed, closed doors, doors, which I know Eastern European teams are familiar with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. thanks, band. guys. You guys are great. Thanks. <laughs> um, but, yeah. but, yeah, no, what I say to that is because uh, when you look at France, because fr- what France did, uh, and I, I don't know what, what it bodes to – is it just their their reluctance to to give it a try? But they had already declared PSG the uh, champions, right? So they at their in in their minds, their their league is over. They're done for the 2019-2020 season, uh, as opposed yeah. to everyone else in Europe who's now because at least in standing, they know who first is, so they know PSG qualify for next year's Champions League. And I would imagine that because they take PSG as number one, wherever you placed is wherever you are. So if you were second, you're second. But you know what I mean? Even if mathematically you could have ended up fifth because the point spread was so so thin. The margins were so thin. So they've conceded. Um, I wasn't too sure if that would be something that other leagues were willing to do because, I mean, France is a very big league. That's a lot of money that they left on the table, a lot of ad revenue that they left on the table. Right, so two of her already lost Champions League because you know that's a vacated. Uh, there's no champion for 2019, 2020. Basically, is what we're conceding, but they already know who's going to be com- coming up next year for Champions League. I just wanted to think. I was, you know, I was just thinking: is it something preferably an idea that other countries should be looking at? You know, at least, or should it just well, be you the look big... at, for example, the Eredivisie? Mm-hmm. They did that. They yeah. awarded Ajax the, the, the title. But I, um, and, and, and I say, other. I and I, I, I think it's fine because if you look at, for example, like with PSG, you the knew people, they were going to be a lock yeah. anyways. It was the people. It was the teams we already knew who would win. It's the teams, and Liverpool yeah. has ha- has such a substantial lead. Yeah. That you know what? I don't think anybody would have caught them, even if they had a, a crazy collapse but, in the final month of the season. And, yeah. So I personally think it's totally fine. You award them, because I think people would be like, that's fair. Even though Man United is not a big fan of it, I, well, I, I but here's yeah, But here's here's <laughs> a thing for you, Moses, right? Because I think the EPL is a bigger issue, because their second biggest team right now is Man City, and Man City are mathematically still able to win the Champions League, uh, to win the, the number one, right? And They've already. They have nothing we all, left to. Well, first of all, they have other bigger fish to fry, <laughs> and that's the problem. That's being banned that's for two years a, and losing all their players because of the be, financial yes. fair play. And that's what I was saying is the fact that they're going. They're stuffed. Corona or not, next two years they're stuffed. Right. So, is it fair not to at least give them the opportunity, the players, the opportunity, one last go at the league? So for the EPL, does it make sense still no. to no? Okay, well, ooh, well no, no. I'm been... like saying if you're going to, that, I, I think, I think just in, in regards for just from a legal standpoint, yeah. I, I was joking there, but I mean from a legal standpoint, yeah, yeah you let them play out the season, yeah, you play out the they, remaining they, games, they have, because have... that's the best thing you can do, yeah. Because you and you don't, I would say cancel the FA Cup, cancel any of the other league play. Um, Champions League doesn't look like it's going to be there, no. and just play out the season, or so you can have two games a week and 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 close it out with June and July. 
and kind of forego the start of the season a little bit, yeah. maybe extend it in October, yeah. uh, in late September, and, and get the season going there. Because there's a lot of implications, and who knows, this might be a good kind of test because you know in Moving about two forward, years yeah. down the road, they're going to have the a Cup. Winter World Cup yeah. in Qatar, which takes yeah. place in late November, all of December. Yeah. And how much. are they going to so be able to handle this? How are you going to incorporate yeah. all that stuff? Do you move the season ahead? Do you push yeah. it back? So maybe there's a there's a nice little workaround here and kind of a, a maybe a bit of a reset. We'll it's see It's also going to shift but, our thinking of like the World Cup because the World Cup definitely is a, is a very good place for any disease to spread, you know. So I think that's also going to well, ch- shift things around. Well, I think testing will be out there. I, I, I'm, you know, I, I don't think you can really shelter yourself too much. No, that's another topic in and of itself. Oh yeah, I think you, what purpose you're doing? Because you're, yeah, it's 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 not a good idea because you have I don't know. I, I, there's a lot of things out I there. I think I just I think I just say that. This, that's another story. For I think I time. just say that to say like you know, Qatar's not giving making things easier for it's the things aren't getting easier for for Qatar because it's Qatar. You know, where we've been told, Moses, that we need to go to Qatar for a World Cup. And I'm not too sure how familiar you are with the sport of, of soccer, but usually it's played outside. And uh, those are good sunny days. You, you know, Max, most players, you could even, if you track back and ask them what World Cup experiences were like, they could say things like, you know, it was 35, 34 degrees, very hot, right? That's that's uh, that's 4 a.m. in Qatar, sir. In Doha, that's the sun hasn't risen yet, and it's 35. So, I just that's why they're moving the, to winter. Cool. So that, that was I'm cooler. talking about 50 degrees, and I'm talking about a winter. I'm talking about winter in Qatar. I, you think I was talking about summer? <laughs> that's a joke. It's a desert, people. Okay, like I don't know what we're doing. What are we doing? I think everyone deserves a fair choice at hosting, but obviously, we all know this was not done fairly. Um, nope. <laughs> but that that goes on to me saying, yeah, Man City, I think deserve maybe a best of seven series with Liverpool. I think the rest of the league, we just resign ourselves and say, okay, we tried our best. Arsenal definitely, we need to hit the drawing board. But the first two teams who mathematically could still, either team mathematically has the ability to still win the league, go to Wembley, sanitize, Lysol the whole stadium, behind closed doors, throw up the big HD 4K 4K cameras, and you play a best of seven over the period of a week, just like they do in the state, just like they do here. Bing, bang, boom. We decide who really is the best team. Can Man City actually best Liverpool or is Liverpool just too overpowered? You know, that, I think that's the best thing you can do. It would be extracurricular, I know, and it's something that they don't usually do in the league or anywhere in football. But I think it would be a good idea because the, the circumstances. I don't want to see Liverpool win it that easy. Okay, that's my problem. Okay, I have you been watching the Premier League? They pretty much yeah, no, and it's <laughs> it's over. been very painful to watch. It was already painful when Leicester won, won it, and I was like, this is this hurts even more. <laughs> this hurts more, but it doesn't hurt as much as um, watching Chelsea um, score a, a draw to help uh, Leicester win it. You know, because it was between Leicester and Tottenham, and I would have. You wouldn't have known me, 
I would have or been behind a, like maximum security prison by that point had Liverpool won a Premier League. Because I would have bought a one-way ticket. I would have flown to Tottenham. And the rest, you know, you don't need to know. I'm not trying to... You're referring to Tottenham, not Liverpool. No, not Liverpool. I'm saying it, the year that Leicester won it, Tottenham were second, and they were... A, yeah, no, 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 yeah. I, I get you. I so get I'm you. saying I get that you. would be you. worse. I know, but you said Liverpool by mistake. Sorry, you sorry. Meant Tottenham, not li- yeah, 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 yeah. No yeah, worries. That'd be worse. I just meant that's what... That like, would yeah, be to clarify. worse than this. This is already not so great. <laughs> but it would be... That would... So you guys are kind of top, you know... Right, it's hey. At least it's not me watching Man United lift it, because that that gives me ulcers. So, you got thanks for that. Okay, I don't want to see. All right, we're smiley Alex Ferguson lifting it again. It. All right, we gotta end it on there. Yes. Okay. I think that'll be a good time. End it. Great time. We didn't even do. We should do. We'll have to do intros at the back. We didn't even do that. Uh. But yeah, Moses, thanks so much. Um, anything to add? No, it's been fun. I'm excited to see what happens uh, in sports. I think we're going to inch closer to seeing professional sports back. And Very I think close, we're going to yeah. be seeing something in North America and in Europe within the next couple of weeks in June. Can't wait. Cannot wait. All right. And um, yeah, so don't forget to... Uh, like share subscribe to the podcast thank you so much for watching and listening um, you can find us on youtube spotify facebook um, apple itunes like podcasts google play um, deezer and, and many many more uh, besides soundcloud don't ask me why it's just that way but um, we hope to hear from you guys next week definitely if you have anything to, to comment uh, you can get at us. I will have our uh, details in, at, at the bottom or in the details here. Get us uh, to our Twitters. Um, Moses, I will see you next week. And uh, we'll be back for another episode of Beyond the Bleachers. All right. Good. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Right. Episode 7 and 8. We'll do a recap of those. Let's do it up. All right. Of uh, The Last Dance. Bye. This podcast is a Collab House production.